Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. 24 hours or so, we'll be over at CIAA Bank. We'll have another show on a Friday afternoon, and we will be getting ready for kickoff in Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cleveland Browns. I love it. I can feel the excitement. Business has picked up. We got meetings. We got Florida State over at the University of North Florida this morning, tomorrow. Man, we got a lot going on. A lot Brent going on. Aaron Schachter, Casey Kurtz. We got meetings. Started meetings at 8.30 this morning. <laughs> That's got an early morning. practice in. Got another meeting. We had a lunch meeting. Trying to figure out credentials. I just said to you, I was like, no, man, I've done this 15 years. Every time you do it, you're like, okay, what am I missing? This is kind of like get the checklist going. Mm-hmm. It does get easier, but it doesn't get easy. Yeah, I hear you on that. You got to make sure all everything's buttoned up. I'm not good at the buttoned-up stuff, like uh, crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. I'm pretty bad at that stuff. Yeah, well, and it's like you can't, we just have so many moving parts now, mm-hmm. you know? So it's uh, I'm a con- conductor at times. I saw you were able to trick someone into giving Casey uh, credentials. Casey got credentials. Yeah. About that. Nice, How about it? How quick will they get pulled from him as soon as he starts begging Dan Arnold for an autograph? Yeah. Imagine how I owe major favors for this. <laughs> oh, no. Huh? Why isn't that different? Brent sold his soul to get you into TIA Bank Field is what yeah. it sounds like. Eh, he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> I can't go in the important places. I looked at my pass. Oh, really? You just uh, doesn't allow I didn't even look at my pass. So hopefully I can go in the important places. Well, I mean, I can go on the, on the sideline tomorrow on Fox 30. I can go on the field. I just can't go in the locker room. Mm. Hey, like, my favorite part of doing the preseason, I say this to the guys all the time as I just left the meeting. We do a production meeting on uh, Thursdays, and, you know, it's a typical, like, TV thing across the National Football League. But, uh, you know, it's the networks that do it all year. But we get to do it on a local level Yeah, for the preseason. And I love the production meetings because well, when you see what goes in the broadcast, it'll be behind the scenes of that. I like that because I'm a TV geek in that sense or a media geek. But, you're, you know, we get to spend a little time today with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen, those guys were great. But you get them in different setting. It's a different set. It's more laid back setting, of uh, you know, some like. And does that bear on. out when you're talking to them in interviews? Does it feel different when you're talking to them, or are they fairly still guarded? I wouldn't say guarded. I think both are pretty good, but I just think it's a more relaxed setting when you don't have a microphone recording it yeah. or a camera in your face. Yeah, like, when, when they're typical. aware. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's and, a little tight. And by the way, they'll give you a little insight for the broadcast. Like it's, you'll hear some things on the broadcast that. And that will be from the production meeting, you know. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the, you know, no surprises, I think, from, and, and I don't like to bring everything from the production meeting. I don't, in fact, until the broadcast. But, uh, you know, I don't think there's, we know what's kind of going on here. We know it's a big show tomorrow night with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we know that, uh, you know, got, they're going to play the first team guys. And, I mean, Doug Peterson's already said all that stuff. Uh, we're not a Cleveland. I saw today, though, the, First-team offensive line might not play. Wow. And so um, that's what somebody, a buddy of mine in Cleveland told me. So that's pretty interesting because one of the big missions of the Jags here in this football game is to look a hell of a lot better against the run than they did last Thursday. Well, they they didn't have everybody playing. But they they had most of their starters playing on defense, and they didn't look good against the run. But what you're saying is if they do look good, it it might be somewhat of a false positive. It would be a little bit with a caveat, but they also know, like, the – 
the mindset of the Cleveland Browns is to run the football. Yeah. Whether you have the first-team guys in, second-team I mean, they got the personnel to do it for sure, right? I'd like to see the first-team guys in. But, hey, building a little confidence. You know, more and more I talk to this team, especially these guys uh, individually, and, and not today, just in the production. I mean, I'm just talking when we do one-on-one interviews, and you'll hear from Jawan Taylor a little bit later, is that, listen, they know their capabilities, but you need to see positive things. Like, confidence is king around here. You need to start seeing some things. So, do you need two drives of 14 points? No. But do you see, like, a play here or a play there where you're, you know, you're exploiting a defense or you're being able to push a defense around or on the other side of the ball, you can stop the run. Uh, you can stop Nick Chubb, you know, and, and contain him. Like, those, those are confidence builders. Like, Trevor Lawrence is coming off so far, first few weeks of camp, that's been outstanding, really good. Can he now bring that into the game and, and draw more confidence and build more confidence, as they say, stack days? And so I think there's an element to that. And, you know, one of my big mantras all the time in the preseason is, okay, if the L.A. Rams can go not play a starter and go to the Super Bowl, if some teams can go 0-4 and, and then go have great years, if the Detroit Lions, I think it was, went 4-0 in the preseason one time, then went 0-16, <laughs> okay? 4-0 and 0-16. Yeah. Like, if that can happen, then what is the takeaway from the preseason? Like, what are you learning? Yeah. And I understand, like, you got game reps or game reps, but what is the translation from what we see these next couple of weeks to the season? And I don't say just we, like, for them. It is interesting in that, you know, you look at a sport like baseball, right? You get into the uh, exhibition season. You may have a starter go out there and the uh, manager's like, hey, I only want you to work with breaking stuff. I just want you to yeah, focus yeah. on that kind of thing. That's good. Secondary pitches. Right. Yeah. But, like, you never really, or maybe you do, and we just don't hear about it, but you never really hear about the stories where, like, Doug Peterson pulls Trevor over to the side and goes, this quarter it's just screens. <laughs> We're not doing anything else here. This quarter it's just running up the gut. We're just making sure everyone's communicating the right way in the center of the line. We're not going to focus on anything else. So, I don't know. I think that coupled with the fact that you have so few games as a fan to really enjoy football throughout the year, you only get... 17 plus, you know, maybe 20 games if you have a good team that, yeah, even these preseason games light people up, get them so excited. They want to believe they mean something, even yeah. though you kind of know they don't. Well, they don't, but I do think the for the fans we over and the media, we overblow everything. We'll overvalue it, yeah. And But at the same time, there is value inside the building in these games, in these reps. And but to specific I'll, I'll give you one specific thing. Uh, you know, from a Josh Allen standpoint, it's conditioning, he said. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like how you practice or how you're going to play 60 plays in a game or whatever, that's a good deal. So they want to see where all the stuff they did in the offseason, the, the work they put in to get their bodies in the shape that they're, you know, they're still some 30 days away mm -hmm. from the regular season. So they still have time to even get in more shape. But you better be in pretty darn good shape. You don't want to be gassed out there on the first yeah. three plays, right? Sure, yeah. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense to me because that's a different animal. I mean, going to practice field to a preseason. And by the way, preseason to the regular season is even another hyped up different animal. You can gas yourself out by the entrance music, <laughs> you know? So, I, like, that's a concrete thing of, okay, I get that. Like, Josh Allen's played in the league for a while. He doesn't need to get a sack to feel good about his performance. Right. Uh, he, we might, but he doesn't. And so that part I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and it makes sense. So uh, it's common. The bottom line is in the preseason, there's no blueprint, though. 
And that's the thing. Everybody does it a different way. If you have a young team, an old team, whatever kind of makeup of your team, some coaches don't play anybody, some coaches play everybody. Like, And we're learning about Doug Peterson that he sees value in the preseason and playing this football team, especially a young football team. So we get that tomorrow night on Fox 36-30, countdown to kickoff, and uh, the game will kick at uh, roughly 7-07 against the Browns. And big story, of course, continues to be Deshaun Watson. You know, one thing that we didn't talk about yesterday, and this got brought up a little bit in conversation today, and I wonder about it. Deshaun Watson, could the NFL rule before tomorrow night's game? Oh. So then if they ruled in the way that I believe they'll rule, which is he could not play. Goodell getting their way, he wouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah, that, that is correct. If they were to rule before tomorrow night, he could not play in the game. Now, wow. you know, it took them like eight months to do the sixth game. So the idea that they're going to get it done in two days is not one that I will believe until I see. I but they want an expedited yeah, ruling. Exactly. Now, the NFL also said they're not going to, like, force the ruling by X time, hmm. right? I don't believe that. But it goes to the point of Casey brought up yesterday. Like, do they want this guy in the playoffs? Do they want this guy in the Super Bowl, given the whole situation? Well, do they want this guy center stage tomorrow night? Because as I've said for the last 24 hours, this is a this is the biggest story in the NFL tomorrow oh, yeah. night. Oh, yeah. The Jags against the Browns in the first quarter, Deshaun Watson against Trevor Lawrence. So I didn't think about it that way, guys, um, as we're digesting everything that was happening yesterday, him named the starter. But it is pretty fascinating. The NFL could rule. And by the way, Friday news dump is a great time to dump. Oh, yeah, because right? the weekend comes and everyone just forgets by Monday, too. I mean, but, could uh, we get a situation that, like, 442 tomorrow, the, field or something? The, yeah. the NFL says, hey, you're done for the season? I and he that. can't play at 7, or 7 o'clock in Jacksonville? Here's why I buy it, Casey, because Roger Goodell has made it clear he has no interest in seeing Deshaun Watson on that field. But last season wasn't a Goodell call. That was Watson on his own. So... You know, Watson needed to clear up those civil cases to really make his efforts look better. And the fact is, it just took too long to do it. If he would have cleared up those civil cases in the way that he just recently did, had he done that last year, you might have seen him back on the field last year. Yeah, I just think that in terms of what the Browns have come out and said, that he's going to start... If they're not playing their first-team offensive line, that leads me to believe Brissett's not going to play. Right. I feel like they would need to bring another quarterback if this was a possibility. So if they haven't signed one, because they're not going to come with just two that can play, because what if one of them gets hurt? Then you're in serious trouble. I thought they had three. They've got Brissett, Watson, Rosen, and Dobbs. But I'm saying... If you mean Brissett, a, a somewhat like a starter caliber. If, well, no, I'm just saying if Brissett, if they decided if last they week play he's not Brissett, playing, and he doesn't yeah. even bring his help. It doesn't in. seem like he's playing, right? Yeah. If, they're, if they're not putting out the first-team offensive line out, the chances right. are Brissett's not but playing. But you can play with two. It's risky. Yeah, it is a little risky. But I'm, I'm, like, I would think that if they knew that was something that was coming, they sign a quarterback right now and bring him, and worst-case scenario, he hands it off for two quarters if something gets dicey with one of your other quarters. Yeah, I hear you signing, because apparently... Uh, the dude that was just here in Jacksonville, he doesn't have to go anywhere. Sloter? Sloter. Slaughter. What was that guy's name? Sloter, Kyle? yeah. Kyle Sloter. So, yeah, that's an interesting call. I, I mean, I think they, they feel probably they can get away with it. It also, doesn't it shed some light on why they're playing Watson in this game? A little bit. It might be the only time they play him. Might get to see him once. Yeah. Like, this really might be it. And and if let's just say they rule on Tuesday of next week, mm-hmm. and then he's done for the year. Yeah. And by the way, the more and more conversation I had, like, today about it, it does, I, I think I'm leaning a little bit more toward you, Aaron, where this really could, or maybe it was you, Casey, this could really end up at a year. I, I said like, a year. Okay, so the NFL. So did I. Yeah, so maybe both of you guys. Because I was, I I was more right at though. 10 or 12 games. Come on, But the more and more I think of, I mean, this really is Goodell's guy. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, so 
Goodell's got to get what he wants. Yes, that's why he's just a roundabout him. way. And by the way, it's a send. You almost have to to send a message to the league to everybody else. Like, listen, you're not going to get off. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like a law and order guy like Goodell for the last you know decade, twenty years has been going out there and just maybe even some people consider overreaching on these penalties, right? So then comes this big case, and it's the first one under this newly negotiated CBA rule where you need the independent judge, but you can appeal it. Like, you know Goodell wrote in or had his team write in that part where he gets to appeal and pick his guy because he's not going to allow players to tell him how the league's going to go. That's just not who he has ever been. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest, though. If I'm the league, like, I hate I hate this whole thing. Like, I hate even saying it, but, like, this is what I believe. If I'm the league, I'd, I'd want him to play tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow. Just oh. for the, what, for the press? Like, they, oh, don't, yeah. they don't need that press. Yeah, let's just see what happens. Well, TV the, views are going to be good. There's, everyone's going to be talking about it. Yeah, exactly. No, man. I'm telling you. I well, bet low-key they want him to play a little bit. I, I thought a little bit about this, and you know the business of research, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from from in the radio well, media standpoint, yeah. And this is a little bit of a, an unofficial research project Until for the what? NFL before they rule to see how many people are bothered by the fact that he's playing. Like, they can feel the blowback, see the blowback. What's the reaction? And even by this third-party guy who's, again, kind of connected to Goodell, the, maybe they see, hey, this isn't as big of a PR nightmare as we thought it could be. Maybe we don't need to spend him, suspend him for a year. Maybe we can have one of the stars quarterbacks in the league play. So I believe that happens with companies sometimes, especially when they're, they're not sure what reactions to what's happening are going to be. They do a little toe dip or focus group, so to speak. Yeah. I just find it hard to believe that Roger Goodell is that guy at all. To me, it makes way more sense that he's always been the, this is how I feel, this is how it's going to be, because I'm the commissioner guy. And I just think he's looking at this, and he's clearly, at least by his words, like offended by the accused crimes of Deshaun Watson. Like, Goodell seems like significantly offended in his sensibilities to the point where he's commenting to the media against his, his, his legal representation's best advice. I mean, he may be screwing his own court case. He's putting his opinion out there. I think he's just, he's hot about it. And, and he wants everything he can get. Yeah, and, and again, I think it does go back to you want to get your way at the end of the day. So it'll be interesting to see the reaction. Uh, it's hard to feel the reaction here. And maybe that's in every NFL city outside of Cleveland. Or maybe people are just done with the story a little bit and say, all right, just get it over and done with. We're not on Deshaun's side, but, like, I'm tired of talking about it. Like, it could be to that point. Do you do you think the views will be better on Fox 30 or worse because he plays? It's a good question. We're talking about this. Like, I don't know if we saw a ticket spike. You know, one thing that helps the tickets and even the viewers is the first team play. Mm-hmm. Right. So we know that's happening. So Doug Peterson saying that on Wednesday, uh, you get to see Trevor and Doug and all this stuff like this is the debut technically. And keep in mind, there are only nine home games this year in Jacksonville. So to watch Trevor play, to watch this new look offense play, to watch Travis Etienne play, like that's pretty significant uh, that you can go watch a game. So I think there was a little uptick probably there. I don't think that Deshaun Watson did that, Casey. And that doesn't surprise me. I think the Deshaun Watson thing is less about Jacksonville and uh, ratings on Fox 30, and it's more about the country talking about this game. NFL Network, Good Morning Football, uh, ESPN, NFL Live, whatever they do, the you know, KJM, all those things, right? Like, I think they're the ones talking about it. And that puts Jacksonville in the conversation because there's a footnote to that. People are going to be like, oh, by the way, 
Get the other national championship quarterback, the good guy, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. How's he going to look, right? Yeah. Travis Etienne. What about that big contract we're all talking about with Christian Kirk? Although, I still think there's a very... I think it's doubtful Kirk plays because of the ankle stuff. But, you know, you have Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick. So it leads you into Jaguars conversations, not in a negative light. It's actually in a positive light because it's the alternative to what they're presenting Deshaun as right now. And so that's where I think the I think the 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 enormity of this game in first quarter and first hour doesn't necessarily exist in Jacksonville. It's more on the whole platform of the NFL across the country. I will say this. If they find a way to stop him from playing tomorrow without making the ruling final with an injunction or, or whatever, if they find some weird NFL rule or the Browns decide to pull him last minute, that tells me he's not getting on a field this year at all. That'd be cool if something happened. Yeah, pretty wild. Like right? they had to pull him off in practice. Like I... It'd be, I mean, like, at the bare minimum, it'd probably be nothing, but it'd be interesting if, like, we had to watch somebody walk out there and he walks off the field. Like, just that moment. Very memeable moment. Yeah, yeah. that'd be something. A couple other headlines, by the way. My, my Ashland University guy, Adam Shaheen, didn't pass his physical today. Oh, no. Voiding his trade to the Texans, and he goes back to the Dolphins. Or oh, Aaron Wilson. So the, the Dolphins are fine if he failed the physical, but the Texans aren't. Yeah, Dolphins don't really have a choice. Well, they don't have a choice. they got to take him back. I don't even know what he was nursing, like what kind of injury. They may not have to keep him. So he's going to get cut, right? Yeah, maybe. I would assume he'll get cut. Ah, Shane. Maybe he'll he'll be a contributor of our show, another Ashland guy. Let's bring it. Sooner or later. He's a Dolphin, Aaron. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I feel bad for him. I hope hope they take pity on him and cut him so he doesn't have to live through this disaster season they're about to go through. And by the way. Because the Houston one's going to be so much better. Well, look, I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying that Dolphin season is going to be bad. And now... And we could talk about it maybe a little later, maybe during football at five, but we're not hearing great things out of Patriots camp either. No, and I think that's a story. And I actually want to, uh, in our title today, Casey said, Tom Brady stepping away from Bucks, Not forever. You should have seen nope. what Aaron wanted me to put. <laughs> now, boy named Sue responded, Tom Brady didn't step away from the Bucks. <laughs> well, he did for a couple of days. He did, until <laughs> August 20th. All oh, you have to do, boy named Sue, is finish the sentence uh, for us. But, yeah, for a few. Uh, uh, that's literally what Schefter tweeted. Say it again. It's an interesting story. A very interesting. First of all, you've never heard of that before. Well, it's not like anyone's never stepped away from a team, but a guy, Brady's stature, that big a star, in that position on a team as the quarterback, like the leader of leaders in every sport. The quarterback is the euphemism. And he's like, oh, you guys practice. You guys figure it out. I'll be back in a few weeks. I've got to do something. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Of course not. Kyle. Very Trass. mysterious. <laughs> very <laughs> mysterious. What, is there, are there time. any... So the crazy part about this is I'm, I'm actually at a meeting. You send that text like Brady's stepping away. Yep. And then I go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. and I was picking up just something quick. And in line at the grocery store, I see whatever magazine, and it's like this big cover <laughs> that I sent you guys. It's like Brady and Giselle, big problems. I mean, it, 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 is it at-home problems potentially? It, I mean, it would make sense to me. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I know no. Casey doesn't buy it, but listen. Like, I understand those are tabloids. I'm just saying, like, an hour after sure. this story came out, I saw that But who gets, the grocery store. Who gets the divorce news right first? It's always the tabloids and TMZ and these people. TMZ was the outlet I sent you. The tabloids is what you sent me. Here's the thing. No what else would pull him away from football for two weeks? He's old. He's like, like they're not gonna, I'm not going to lose my job. But why not show up and help the young guys? Well, because I don't want to. I, I will say this. Uh, Touchdown, Tommy. i got to be careful. So you guys talk for... Um, I was just going to say that when 
The tabloids say the construction is stopped on the Miami mansion. That's a big deal if that's true. Okay, so here's what the, on a very serious tone, I mean, not to say that their marriage is very serious as well, but it's not tabloidy, this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, could this have to do with his mom? Uh, maybe. Who was, you know, in recent years, mm-hmm. sick. Right. Yeah. You know, and... Um, but then why... I, so I haven't specific. heard anything on her... Well, because maybe just wants to remain private in that respect. Whatever. Until August twentieth, though, like. Well, maybe. I mean, like, maybe there's a surgery, or maybe there's. Okay. A, a, a it's whatever. also yeah, August twentieth is the day or, of their last preseason game, I think. Um, and then he comes back after that. Yeah. But but outside still, of that, like it could be something because there could. has been with with his mom in the past. It could. It could be some family circumstance which you would think would contribute to either mom or dad, or or it could seriously be something that. He, but he's not going to fix anything at home. Like, in his marriage in eight days. No, I don't think the you plan, know? if this is like, true, if it's the marriage thing, I don't think the plan is to fix it. I think the plan is to get the lawyers and uh, media, mediators there and to do your negotiations, intense negotiations over the next, what, nine days? Figure out how you're splitting up $600 million between the two of you. Figure out your custodial rights and your visitation and figure out who gets this mansion and that mansion, and then he goes back to work. There's no way. You don't think it's that? Nah. Well, I mean, listen, is first of all, it's not far-fetched in anybody's life. I Especially mean, for, for an athlete, be, by no, the way. No, and the retirement plays in that she wanted him to retire. He didn't. He exactly. went back. Like, it makes sense, right. but I think that's just what people are doing. Yeah. Like, I think, oh, it makes sense. I'm going to connect it there. I'm actually a little bit uncomfortable even suggesting that they, they're having marital problems. Like, how the hell am I supposed to know? I'm just saying oh, that two hours after that thing came out, I saw, like, the, again, these, these tabloidy headlines. You're uncomfortable. It makes me giddy. <laughs> that's... He deserves some heartbreak. <laughs> How many freaking ties he broke my heart? That that article, by the way, said there's six hundred million dollars at stake, and, and if potential problems and exist it's her in money. their marriage, it's her money. It's not his. Not his. That's, That's her crazy. dough. He's she makes more than him. Oh Maybe yeah, she's worth shown. she's worth over a billion, I think. Oh really? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. She got makeup line and the modeling and on and she comes from a very rich family. She got she has money from them. It's that's she's got all the money. Can you imagine she comes like, from a well off family? Oh yeah, Tom's like gonna, German financers. What else do you know about oh, Brazilian finance? Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. You asked the wrong guy, bro. He'll start spitting facts. There's no well, doubt. Not on microphone. I won't. <laughs> Supermodel of the day here on ESPN 690. <laughs> I did. I did look her up when I heard that she no had more money than. <laughs> Come on, Brett. <laughs> funny, to, funny you should mention, Brett. I have looked her up <laughs> and down. But uh, when I heard she had more money than him, I was like, what's that about? And then it turns out she's got all the money, and he's just made a mere bag of shells from the NFL. <laughs> That's it. Mere bag of shells. <laughs> all right, we take a break. Uh, we'll talk more Jags. Uh, Tom Brady news is very interesting, at least, even though we don't know what it is. So how interesting can I we I got a theory. Explore Boy, can it? wish. Theory for Casey. And the New England Patriots story is, is get Matt Jones does not play tonight. They play tonight. But there are some real, there are some, like, troubling almost reports from a football standpoint out of New England. What does it all mean? And uh, how you could relate that to a team or two around the NFL that I think is a story that gets overlooked. We will get into that uh, here on the show uh, this afternoon. Uh, We'll take a break. ESPN 690 coming back here on a Thursday next. Because what are they doing? This just seems very confusing. And, 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 I, and I think it's okay 
to start the season saying, what are the New England Patriots? We will figure them out by September, October. But I just think right now, having a conversation about New England, I, I don't have a lot of answers because I don't think they do. That is Diana Rossini on the New England Patriots. Patriots have problems. What do people like to hear that? About time. Man, I love hearing that. Tom and the Patriots having problems on the same day. What a moment. Same day. You know what's crazy is like in our world down here, we, like, we're not, I don't like the Titans a bit, and most people around here don't, yet they have Derrick Henry. Yeah. Around the league, most people don't like the Patriots. It's hard not to root for Mac Jones. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a weird dynamic. Like, I mean, I, I think that's awesome, those two guys – Mac doing what he's done, and I think Derrick Henry is this is an amazing story. It might be the at the end of the day, could be the greatest next to Bob Hayes to come out of here. Sure, uh, I just I think you know maybe you're a little sensitive to the comments I'm about to make because you're a New England guy. No, but yeah, but I'm not a Patriot guy. So Belichick and Kraft are just evil people when it comes to the <laughs> NFL. I just I will <laughs> never allow myself to root for anything they're involved in, anything, and I'll always want it to fail. So unfortunately for Mac, nice guy. Out of Jacksonville, Bulls product, right? Did I get yep. that right this time? Thank yep. you. Alabama guy. You know. Okay, so I hope he does well. I just hope it's not on the Patriots. I can't believe the coffee maker didn't just explode, by the way. I was making all these noises. Like, <laughs> you know, it's a great thing right now. we got the coffee maker that Aaron brought in. Oh, it's we got creamer today at, at, at Publix. That's why I saw the, the tabloids. Um, I'm bringing my coffee cup from down in TV. And actually, those coffees... The, the whatever I got over there. Eight o'clock. I bought in Canton, Ohio, because when we went shopping, remember I told you about the shopping spree? Yeah. So I buy some, like, Keurig coffee. Cups. Yeah, the K-cups. Cups. Yeah. K-cups. Is that, like, common knowledge? I think so. And I get back, and I'm like, you idiot. It's not a K-cup. It's like a <laughs> pot. Old school. Yeah. Who does pots of coffee anymore outside of, like, in places of employment? Radio stations, right? yeah. And... So anyway, I have this. I'm like, hey, I'm bringing it home. I'm bringing it to the station because I yeah, knew man. you had the coffee maker. I got some good K-Cups at home for, uh, I don't know if Casey drinks coffee, but uh, I, I got I got a sweet tooth. I got some good uh, weird flavors like graham cracker and stuff like that. It's done. Would you like me to bring it to you? <laughs> no, no. I, I'll get it later. Casey's into serving us today. Let me tell you how I, uh, man, we, were, we, we left lunch today. We all went to lunch together. Oh, my God. Don't tell this story. <laughs> I mean, Casey, go pull the car around front of the restaurant for me. I didn't think he was going to do it. It was yeah. a real jailhouse moment for me. I was trying to test this man's metal. And then he broke my door. <laughs> my door now no longer functionally works. Go look in the parking lot. He broke my door. Oh, really? Yeah, I, sw- I swear on everything. Go look at the door downstairs. I don't it's know my own strength. Yeah, so I'm going to need him to fix that. Well, you know, a good mechanic or body part sure. or body parts, not body part, uh, car <laughs> body parts. part. Uh, if you can fix my door, hit the line. Uh, we can make a call for that. I think, um, I got hey, pulled Casey, over today. What'd you get pulled over for? You told me this earlier, but you, you got pulled up? over today. Oh, yeah. Brent Ledfoot over here. Oh yeah. When? Fast and furious this going morning. down I 95. So, I have an, I have an so I've seen you since then and you didn't mention it. I know. Like. Wouldn't you think I'd be in a bad mood today after getting pulled over, getting no. a ticket? No, 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 because you're Brent Martino. I know what you did when you got pulled over. You carry a Sharpie in your bag in uh, case you uh, have to sign uh, autographs, uh, okay? Uh, no, I got a ticket. You put pull- No, you What were you, was it a speeding ticket? Yeah. What did were you, you try that you know who I am? I don't know if I should say how fast I was going. You think it'll get you in troule or something? You already got a ticket, bro. Does not- it get the police in trouble I sometimes? Don't- like, if you say, because I right. didn't get... You didn't get the ticket. All right, he gave you a little break. Yeah. Let's just, let me just ask you this. 
You were on a highway? It would have put me in jail, potentially, in Arizona. <laughs> well, probably all the states, but all right. Were you on a highway or a not highway? Yeah, so here's the deal. So I have a meeting at 8.30, and this time I'm not even late. I'm bringing coffee, everything like that. By the way, meetings at 8.30 should be illegal. I know, but I had to before. Uh, I got to sneak it in, man. Uh, and it was a good meeting. But So I had I got coffee. I'm like, I'm... I'm doing well here. Like, I'm not late. Doing typical. well. Like, hey, if Brent's not late to a meeting, that's uh-huh. a pretty good deal. And so, you know, I come up from St. John's County. It's 295, and now they have the the easy pass. Yeah, the lanes. Yeah, the lane, right? Yeah, express lanes. And so I, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know traffic right now. Like, I don't come up here this time of morning, and I don't want to get stuck. Yeah. So I was like, I'll take the easy pass, because I have it. Oh, I mean, they I have, have been putting guys in the easy pass well, lanes listen. with the radar guns the last couple of days now. The easy pass might as well be the Autobahn. There's nobody. There's nobody in there. Oh, and so man. I'm just flying. I'm just cruising. Man. How many I numbers? Mean, like two or three. No. 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 I'm, not, I'm not, like, driving dangerous. I'm but just, I drive that I'm road. Moving. I drive that road you're talking about coming up. It's how I commute to work every day. And I'm telling you, even in the non-easy pass lane, when the speed limit is, like, 70, it's very easy to do 85 over there. Actually like that's 65. about what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, but, so here's the deal. So, anyway, it's a policeman on a motorcycle. Okay. So I don't see it. Yeah, he's from down the road, at the anyway. top of the hill, right, too. So I, I got no chance. By the time I'm like, oh man, like I'm screwed. Like I didn't even get by him. I saw him, and I was like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I was like, I'm screwed. Like I know it. And so uh, there's only seriously there's one other car at the time like that I could even see. So yeah. it was just me and freeway baby, and I was riding free. <laughs> but then there was this cop. Oh yeah, and uh, he was a state trooper on a motorcycle. I think. Yeah, he would have been. Mm-hmm. And. So the whole thing, I've been pulled over in, amazingly, amazingly, I haven't been pulled over in years. It's been almost last a decade time, for me. Last yeah. time was in Georgia. Oh, all right. And it was going up to like a, by the border, the Florida-Georgia border. It was border. In, near Valdosta. Because they'll hang by oh, the border. Tough, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll tough up there. there yeah. And by the way, they're like automatic points up there in Georgia, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not easy. But, so anyway, I know I'm done. I'm like, eh, whatever, I earned it, you know? Like, I'm not, I've been pulled over in the past, I'm like, mad. I'm like, you idiot, you Dumbass. Like, what are you doing? You know, pay attention. Like, stuff. one ticket's not going to kill your record. It's not going to, you know, destroy your insurance. Yeah, so anyway, but my the best part of it is, <laughs> I'm, like, already looking, like, for the registration stuff. I'm like, I've been pulled over so long, I don't even know what I have to give them. <laughs> I know I got to give them my license. So I rolled down the window. Hey, he was very nice. I just said, hey, what do I even got to give you? I haven't been pulled over in forever. <laughs> That's what I said to him. And so he, it was quick, man. License, this is my favorite part of it, if I had a favorite part of it. <laughs> I remember when you used to get pulled over. It seemed like it took 20 minutes. They do that on purpose. Right? Yeah. And, and they're just sitting, the, they used to sit in the car. Yeah. Not anymore, man. They're like, they weren't, they were on to the next guy sooner or later. This took four minutes. I this got a theory like on haircut. that, though. I got this like, <laughs> took four minutes. It's just as insulting. Which, which was great because I had to get to the meeting. Yeah. So I was almost like appreciative. Yeah, you were happy Thanks about for that. the swiftness here. I, even though he knocked it down a bit, I got a ticket out of it. I haven't even looked at he it. He should have given you a warning, though. You were no, nice to the guy. I was going fast. You didn't no, make him man. chase you. No, I earned no. the ticket. Let's get this guy. Here's man. the way I look at it. It's, I have sped enough in my life. I've probably should have got dinged once or twice along the way and either didn't, got a little lucky or whatever. Not pulled over. I haven't been pulled over like seven years. But... I earned it. But this I'm is the okay point, though. It's like 130 bucks. That is not cheap, first of all. Second of all, oh, like... it would have been like... It would have been like 350 or something. And bracelets, yeah. Jail. But, uh, <laughs> and bracelets. Here's Arizona would have been in jail. 
You say to the guy, I haven't gotten a ticket in forever. The first thing he's doing is taking your license and running it when he goes back to the car, running your driver's license yeah. and your car license. Yeah. He's seeing your driving record. Yeah. And if it's if you're accurate, if you're telling the truth, you're not lying to the whole audience. No, Brent, I'm not lying. Then he knows you're not a danger. So what is he doing besides making the city money? Like, that's well, not the purpose. I have a, I have had problems with, like, that in the past. Like, when, you know, the whole quota thing and are you driving dangerous. But I was going pretty fast, you know. I mean, I was just like, yeah, I got to suck it up, man. I earned it. Right. So I was I was all right with it. Like, usually those things will put you in a bad mood. I was like, meh, it's going to happen. There so is something free. Nobody got hurt to getting a ticket as an adult versus getting it as a young adult where you're still going to worry oh, man, about you're how people scared and stuff, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that, those are scary moments sometimes. Yes. You get pulled over the as first time. Oh, yeah. Like, holy cow, what did I do? My mom and dad are going to be so <laughs> mad. Like, everything. You ever been pulled so, over, Casey? Yeah. Did he know who you were or not? Uh, no, God, he didn't. Because, again, like, the state guys don't know who you are. Like, I don't even know where they're located. Are, are they well, that here? one was in Jacksonville. Yeah, FHP, uh, I think, is out of Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, oh, they should have known. But the other part of that is sometimes, that's the first question, by the way. I, ch- I, I later would say to the meeting, and I told them the story. Like, do they know who you were? It's like, no, I guess not. I guess I'm not on TV enough. That's a great <laughs> question. You need like, more, more camera time? I would think it might make someone more mad, especially if you're not, like, super nice to the cop. No. Like He's a, like, look at this TV guy thinking he knows who he is. Yeah. I'll give him three tickets. That guy at his dinner table tonight saying, I got Martino today. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Especially if he doesn't like one of your takes on one of his teams. What if he's a gator? Yeah, talk more gators. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of funny, though. The yeah, whole thing man. was like, yeah, well. But I will say this. You know what happens? And this is why sometimes it's probably good. This is why you need to be slapped on the wrist sometimes. All right. Right? Because now the rest of the day, which, by the way, I'm, like, running all over the place today. I've got meetings out the, you know, but pretty tight. Super by the book? Well, I don't know about by the book. But every time I got going a little bit, I was like, oh, damn, I can't get two in one day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you, you're now, like, aware of it. Yeah. So now you're kind of, because there are a lot of times that I'm just, like, this morning where, eh, I doubt there's going to be a well, you like, just, I don't think like, hey, what if there's a cop here? You right? go with the flow of traffic. And sometimes <laughs> well, the flow of traffic has you going 85, 90 miles an hour. Sometimes there's nothing in front of you. Yes. <laughs> was last, so you said 10 years? It's been about 10 years. But when I first moved here, it was a mess for me. I was used to New York driving. Anyone who's driven up in New York knows a bunch of jerks driving up there. Have, lanes are merely a suggestion. Like, the, uh, it's just madness. You move down here, it's so much better to drive. I got three speeding tickets within a month. And so I got the first two, and I hired one of these traffic lawyers. And he goes, I'll go take care of it at the court. He got all the points knocked off. All right. I still had to pay all the, the fines. The points are big. But the points were going to mess up my insurance, right? So he got all the points taken away. I still paid the fines. I was good with that. You know, cost of doing business. Okay. No points. Two weeks later, I get a ticket. I try to hire, uh, hire the same traffic attorney. They're not available. I hire a new one. They go to court. They said the judge yelled at the attorney. And we're mad that my name was on the docket for the third time that month. So she gave me, instead of the four points from the ticket, gave me six points. Oh. Giving me some of the points back from the last one. And I had to take a 12-hour course. I've had to do the course before. And the course, it's not like you could just turn it on and walk away. Nah, they, like, you check that you're still there. And they're, like, they're asking you questions you about yourself. You actually learned some things, though. I did. It was, it was a lot about emotional intelligence while driving. <laughs> I was like, Really? Are we, like, touchy-feely when it comes to, like, no turn on red? What are we talking Casey, about here? how many tickets on your name? Zero. Oh, that's wow. good. Uh, but you've got pulled speed, over. Speeding tickets, zero. But you've Parking got tickets, over. 85. Oh, yes. <laughs> Parking tickets, whatever. That doesn't count. Yeah, uh, I have been pulled over, yes. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see what, uh, now i got to be careful for the next however. Plus, my kids are driving now. What are they going to think of this? <laughs> just don't tell them. Uh, I just tweeted it. <laughs> 
that's not going to keep it. You just turn it into a radio segment. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they don't listen, and you don't even let your kids have Twitter. Kaylee had it. You didn't even know. So, like, Ty doesn't follow you, bro, unless yeah. you tell him. Yeah. Drive slow. Still able to keep the kids off like social media, huh? Ah, not really. They're on it. The, they'll, they'll find it. All Let's right. just say that, all right? Let me tell you something about Brent. Helicopter parent. <laughs> <laughs> Scott says he didn't appreciate your swiftness. My swiftness? <laughs> Why am I a helicopter parent? What is even the definition of that, by the way? I'm not a helicopter like parent. Overbearingly you parenting are. their children. You definitely are. That's How's what that? he's saying. How am I overbearingly? You don't let them on the social media. That's because not I a helicopter thing. First of all, they're not not allowed on social media. No, there's other things. What's it? No TVs in the rooms, right? There's like a phones rule. I'm with you. When I'm they with go you. to bed, they don't have their phones upstairs, so that's they're right. on until three in the morning. They get sleep instead. That's fine. I'm with you. They they don't have TVs in the room, not because I don't want it. They just nobody's asked for a TV. In I'm their with room. you too. When I was a kid, I had it. My kids don't have it. And outside of that, I don't. Oh, I just we don't. They're not on Snapchat. Because you can't find the messages after they yeah. disappear. <laughs> I don't like. I, I think it's more Steph thing. Like I don't police the phone as much as Steph does. She's got to deal with that more. I'm with you. But yeah, they're not on Snapchat. And by the way, their life is fine. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff, I want to prove to the kids. Like you're not missing out. Like your life is fine. Well, they are missing out, but they're also missing out <laughs> on the stuff that gets them in trouble. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. They're okay. Yes. Says so you. I'm with you, Brent. I think you're doing they a good have job. A over couple there, of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting my daughter on yet. She's younger than your kids, but uh, I'm not doing it. Don't speed, kids. Be safe out there. <laughs> it wasn't even the end of the month either. But I'm telling you, it was four minutes. That's awesome. That is pretty good. And by the way, the, the nice fella had the radar gun as I was pulling out. Back out again. Oh, yeah. Making more money. That next sucker got another one in about two minutes, probably. Making it rain for the city of Jacksonville. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we'll be back on ESPN 690. <laughs> needs to get the reps, especially in a new offense, right? This is going to be his first go-round trying to operate Brian Dable's system, so you want to be able to get him those live reps, and, and I get that joint practices play a role in that, and the Giants are slated to have some this preseason, but also being in an actual game situation, right? Having to go from series to series, looking at the pictures on the sidelines, and then trying to make adjustments. Those things matter in terms of being able to get Daniel Jones to a place where he's able to be more productive than we've seen him in his first three years. Kind of a fascinating game tonight in the NFL from a storyline perspective. I mean, we got a big one tomorrow, of course, but Daniel Jones, this is it for him now. He's, no, I mean, not tonight, but like this year. He has got to get it going. Will he get it going under Dayball? Uh, is is something to watch. I mean, the Giants are a fascinating team. They have some parts that you can buy into. I know some people feel differently about it, but they have some things that you can be like, okay, if that works, if that works, yeah, they got I can see it, right? Uh, but is it enough? And I don't think they're there yet. How much does the difference does Dayball make? Like, which one of these quarterback, I'm sorry, uh, head coaches that haven't really done it before are going to do well, and which ones are going to really struggle? Uh, all the way out to Nathaniel Hackett, back here to Brian Dable in New York. And then the Patriots side of this is apparently they look like crap yeah. in camp. Like according to, I mean, Diana Rossini has reported on a little bit. Everybody, others who have reported everybody on everybody out of Patriots camp is going, this is ugly. And Matt Jones isn't going to play, which again, that's not alarming when guys don't play anymore in the preseason. But if you're not looking good, yeah. why isn't Belichick playing him? And also how hard of a time are they having transitioning to an offense that doesn't include Josh McDaniels? 
Yeah, I think that's what everyone is intimating, right? That's the implication is that nothing really has changed here outside of the fact that you got Belichick now with the headset on offense and defense, and McDaniels is out of town. So they're not getting good reviews. Matt Patricia apparently is the guy on the headset. I think on KJM this morning they had Mike Reese on from who covers the Patriots, and I was listening while I was pulled over, and he said, like, who does he trust? Like, who does Matt go to? right now it, with Josh McDaniels not there. And some of it was Patricia, a little Belichick because he's more involved. But really it's and I don't know kind of answer right now in New England. And I don't know if we give enough credit when the offensive coordinators leave. That's why I say look out, look out in Buffalo for a little bit of a regression potentially with that offense and Josh Allen with Dable gone. They hit it off. They had a great connection. They had success. Well, look at McDaniels over the years in New England. He was much better served as an OC, as a head coach. He got them clicking. He did a good job with Mac last year. He was very good in that role. Doesn't mean you're going to be good in the head coaching role. So I don't know if we talk about those guys departing enough in the continuity that we always say maybe on the flip side for teams like the Jags, where you go through three coordinators in three years. That's a negative. Well, when you lose a guy that's been around you for a X amount of time, how damaging is that to your growth and the continuity of your success? I think we're about to find out in a couple of different ways in the AFC East with Josh Allen and with Mac Jones. I think we talk a lot about how players might react when their coordinators leave or when the playbook changes, but what about the head coach? I mean, he's gotten used to a certain way of doing things now for years with Josh McDaniels, and now it's all switching up for him as well. At the same time that his team is changing and, and the league is changing, like how many different things are you able to focus on to really excel? I think we're going to find out soon enough from the New England Patriots. Well, and one, the, listen, the one thing Buffalo has going for him, first of all, Josh Allen is ahead of where like Mac Jones is in his career by years and also by growth in, in what he's been able to do. They're also a better football team yeah. around Josh Allen. I mean, listen, the Patriots are the Patriots, but the Patriots are not, like, littered with talent all over the field. Let's no not Stephon mistake Diggs that, on right? the Patriots. No Von Miller on the Patriots. And, and they've lost some talent over the years. So Mac has to make more with little and now without Josh McDaniels. So like, you guys don't seem to agree. Like, Casey, I think we talked about this before. You don't think Buffalo will take a step back at all, huh? You think Josh Allen just keeps cruising even though Dayball's now in uh, New York with the Giants? Yeah. I actually think they have a better record this year. Yeah, that'd be What fun. was their record last year? I think they had 11 wins, 11 or 12 wins. Yeah, 12 sounds right. But they're going to be an elite team just because they're playing. Now you've got every team in their conference getting worse over the last four or five days. And, and, oh, and, that's fair. And they're still okay. But you got, new, you got uh, the Jets losing maybe two tackles, certainly the right tackle. You got the problems that I've documented with the Dolphins that you guys don't Dolphins believe will in. will be fine, but yeah. The and the Jets, Patriots are yeah. looking gross, too. Who has more right? What quarterback has more riding on this season more than Daniel Jones in the NFL? Anybody? There's, uh, uh, Drew Locke. Yeah, but not really, Locke, though. Isn't he, isn't he already appeared to be a stopgap guy? Yeah, he's a starter by default. Daniel Jones is supposed to like, be the future. Daniel Jones has a big year. He's going to be the quarterback for the next few years. Yeah. So is Drew Locke. I guess that's fair. If he has, like, a big, big year, you don't have to then invest in QB. Marcus but do you Mariota. think Drew Locke has more to prove? No. Yeah, no, so man. Daniel Jones. Uh, Marcus Mariota is a good one. Like, kind of could rekindle his career. Trubisky fits in the Mariota conversation. But do you think Davis Atlanta Mills? sticks with Mariota if he has a good year? I don't. I don't either. That's, yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. And I don't think even if, if Trubisky does well, I think they're going to pick it at some point. Of course. Then Davis Mills.
Davis Mills is good, yeah, because they could hold off they an investment him. in a young yeah. quarterback. But the expectation is, like, I still think Daniel Jones comes with an expectation, even though you haven't seen him do it for a full season. You've seen glimpses. So you... So I think they want to believe there, but if it's not him this year, he's out. He's yeah. done. And he Absolutely. ain't getting a second opportunity like some of these guys. Maybe not. No. I'll tell you what, I will not be on the second quarterback train with Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm more of oh, a Daniel sorry. Jones fan than anybody that's ever existed in this studio. Uh, we'll In be the back. world. Parents <laughs> yeah. included. Yeah. Daniel Jones' mom is like, thanks, Brad. Florida State look at UNF today. We'll get into that on ESPN 690.